Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. I have two guests on at the same time, which has never happened before, I don't think. I have Coach uh, Hughes and Coach Sims. Uh, they're both football coaches at Mount Bethel High School. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. <clears throat> yeah, this is the first time we're breaking ground here, two people at the same time. Breaking ground. Absolutely. That's what, that's what we're good at. Now, Coach Sims was telling me I have a great football team behind me, and I know it's Alabama. I just had to mess with them. Like, I wonder which one he's talking about. I knew it wasn't in Illinois, but I knew that one. I knew that was better. <laughs> no, most definitely, man. I see where your heart is. Well, I'm a fan of coaches, and so I followed Nick Saban his whole life, and then he just happened to be at Alabama most of his life, so I'm a bandwagon fan, I guess, to people. Uh, so I do it to piss him off. I'm like, I'm a bandwagon, okay. I start putting stuff up. I got hoodies. I got shirts, and then – uh, he retired, and now people are like, you still going to root for him? And I was like, yes, to piss you off. I'm still going to root for him. <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> Saban's still on campus, so you still ain't, you still ain't doing wrong. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll still coach somewhere. Or he'll be yelling from a different spot, I guess. Most definitely. Because <laughs> I grew up in Champaign, so that's why I have to root for U of I. And so <laughs> – but it's nice to have another team that was winning a little bit there. Like, oh, Alabama's winning. I'm a little happy. Uh, even though Coach Bielma's getting it together, it'll, it'll slowly get turned around. Um, but, guys, thanks for being here. Um, Coach, I know when you reached out to me, you, got, you talked about it's like a new football program, right, that you guys kind of put together. What kind of goes into building a 
brand new football program. Yeah, so we're it's it's been um it's been it's been really fun. It's been interesting. It's been really fun. Um, so we we started the the high school program here at, at Mount Bethel uh, this season. They had had one year of middle school, uh, you know, padded middle school. I think the year before they might have done some kind of padded flag, which I'm not really sure what that looks like. Um, but uh, but but coming in, I mean, it's been uh, I guess everything you could imagine. I mean, having to you know new uniforms, uh, mm-hmm. completely. Uh, you know, structure all of that type of stuff, put a staff together. Uh, you know, I was hired in February here of last year. So, um, you know, and I had to finish the contract where I was at the, at the school I previously was in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So then, then coming here, I had to put a staff together. Uh, again, new uniforms, um, put a, a weight program together, a nutrition program, just all this stuff in a short period of time. Uh, logos, had to create, you know, uh, social medias and really everything to try to, you know, I, I, I've told it, you know, people, we're, we're a college preparatory school, so we want to run this mm-hmm. program like college the best we can. So in order to do that, you know, you've got to got to have full staff. You've got to have, you know, all these things in place that, that um, you know, all these other top schools have. So we had to do that really in a short period of time, kind of manufacture that. You know, I was lucky enough to come in and have Coach Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works for the rec department for the church okay. uh, here at Mount Bethel. So, um, you know, as soon as I got here on campus, I immediately – found him, sought him out, was like, you know, I'd uh, love for him to be my offensive coordinator. We took it from there and then kind of ran with it. Had a really, honestly, took a bunch of kids who had never played football before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority, outside of probably maybe three, four of our kids, we had a, a, a whole group of kids that had never played football before. Um, luckily, we had some good athletic kids. Um, so at the high school level, we were able to to, to go 500 and, and – um, and do that, and then our middle school level was really successful with a five and one record. Um, the years prior, they had they had been mercy ruled and kind of uh, you know beaten up in the first second quarter, and so we were able to kind of flip that this year. And uh-huh. um, but we really in and built like really really tried to build a lot of relationships with the kids. That was our priority over X's and O's and things like that. Was how quickly you know we could really get involved with with our our student athletes and, and how quickly we could build those relationships. So. Um, the administration did a phenomenal job laying the foundation with, we got a beautiful turf field, Jumbotron, they're breaking ground February the 29th. They just announced on an $8.5 million field house. So, you know, there's a lot of really positive things and big things that are coming, um, you know, this way. So we're excited about that, that, but that's really, honestly, we just hit the ground running, put our Mm -hmm. head down, went to work kind of, you know, uh, uh, what we did. We've got a, our, our philosophy here, we have. We have three P's. We say people, process, and product. So we were able to bring in some really, really good people, and that just kind of catapulted everything else we were trying to do. You want to send some of that money my way that you guys are using? You don't need all that money for the field house. Send it up. Yeah, no doubt. That's the that's the truth. Um, so I was going to say, if you have kids that never played football before, you literally had to teach them how to put on shoulder pads. This is how a jersey goes on. This is how your chin strap goes on. Uh, we, cleats. We had- Kid probably, I would say, I love the kid to death, but probably midway through the year, he still had his shoulder pads on backwards. <laughs> um, you know, and then and then the biggest, I think the biggest thing is when I actually, when kids would put their helmet on, and I didn't do this, I would typically take their helmet off, kind of pump the air up in their, mm-hmm. you know, uh, pads. I did it one time with a kid, and they found out you could get it pumped up with your helmet on. And the middle school kids, I mean, they were obsessed with it. They wanted, they were like, Coach, that's a little bit too much, not enough, too much. Hey, can you do this? 
and I, we would spend like 20 minutes just, I think they just thought it was funny or fun or whatever. So, you know, all these new little nuances that these, you know, that the kids experienced and um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, kids that understand some kids would come out to practice, with no jerseys on. They're like, I don't understand why we have to wear a practice shirt, you know, <laughs> um, they had no clue. Half the kids had no clue what a girdle was. So, you know, when I was kind of introducing this in our parent meetings and I'm talking about everybody needs a girdle, a lot of the women were like, like those, the, the one things like the old ladies weight, like, you know, why do they need it? <laughs> so, you know, you sit back. I remember the first, we had this one kid come out. He, he ended up being a phenomenal player for us. Um, call him Balo. Uh, his first name's is Gabalo. Um, but uh, I remember the first day he did something really good. And I go to, I go to pat him on the helmet. Like I go to hit him on the helmet and he like puts his hand up. Like I was like some kind of awkward, I five, you know, so I mean, it was just something like that every single day, you know, just something new every single day, trying to figure out um, them, trying to figure out all that stuff, and I mean, it was definitely. But then, you know, but then again, like I'm, we've talked about this, but then, you know, two or three months in, you see that same kid making some kind of crazy, you know, over the shoulder catch, or mm-hmm. um, you know, completely coming to you and just completely you know, talking to you from like a coach's perspective, like X's and O's and really understanding and developing the game. I mean, it was, uh, that was super rewarding. I mean, I, I would, that was probably the most rewarding thing to me was those aspects of it, uh, to be honest. So you almost had to have like a football one-on-one kind of thing. Like this is a wide receiver. This is a lineman. This is a quarterback. And, you know, uh, Kind of like you're dealing with freshmen, I guess. Like, I know you're dealing with a brand new program. Like, for us, we get freshmen that never played. It's like, hey, here's football 101. Here's what the field looks like. Here's what we mean by tackle. Here's what we mean by this. Do you know what a one technique is? Do you know what an A gap is? And, like, we have to go through all that with them. Uh, so it's like, oh, you, you have to sit down and have a football 101, like we all got when we were little. Yeah. Like, most of our practice started inside in the classroom. Right. Breaking things down, showing them. And then also taking the aspect of going out there and also letting them feel of how they're supposed to do it. And they also get to see how it's supposed to be done. Because we had with some rugby guys come on our team and mm. they was great with tackling. So we can use them to, for a great example. But also, you know, very uh, big compliments for our coaching staff. It just says that how much we're in tune to the details and the small things that come with being a great team and mm-hmm. you know, best that we need to be. And I mean, we're still trying to uh, create our standard here. Right. You know, we still create our standard, but like at the end of the year, when kids come up to you and be like, Coach Sims, I see why you call this play on this down. I see why you're, you're telling me that I'm supposed to get the ball or if I would have did this, like, like Coach said that, that makes us feel good because it lets us know we on the right, we on the right track, and we're doing what we need to do. And then you got kids that, like Coach said, that they didn't like. We had one kid on game day; he literally put on all his practice stuff first, and then put the game day. Like, yeah. why do you got two pants on? <laughs> well, Coach, I had to wear, I had to put my pads in. I had to stab my. Pad. I'm like, no, man, you take your pads out of your practice pants. And put them in your game pants. So it's just stuff like that. And then that kid right there standing in the end zone, scoring a touchdown later on in the season, it, it, it gives you motivation. And what I loved about it, it made me go back to ground zero. Right. It really made me go back to the small things that I looked over because I done did it so many times and yeah. I done seen it so many times. And it had me like, hold on, I need to take mm-hmm. a couple steps back. I'm not coaching how I need to or – 
um, you know, what me and Coach being the ex-players, you know, the hardest thing for it to do when you start coaching is understand that, like, you're not talking to yourself and you're not doing it. you got to use word choices to where they can connect with it. Well, that was the next thing. Like, when I first started coaching, I was 18, 19 years old. I walked on at EIU, got my ass kicked. I said, this is enough. You know, I, yeah. I tell people this. I'm six, I was 6'5", 275. Walked in. They said, you're too small because I was a, a lineman. They were three, right. 305, 310. You're going to be a tight end. And I'm like, you mean I have to run? I have to run and, and block? And I come across the middle. Guy lays me out. I think I got seven concussions in one hit. And I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Uh, his name was Nick Nasty. That was his literal name, Nick Nasty. And he was a linebacker. <laughs> and he had great person. Great, Like, he laid me out, picked me back up. He goes, you're all right. Like, that type of person. Um. And the problem I had was I would start coaching, and I'm young, and I'm like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do this? Why don't you understand about this? And then the older I got, the more I realized you have to take a step back and be like, well, they may not understand what you're saying. They don't understand. It's 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 keywords nowadays with kids, like it's um, buzzwords. And um, prime example, I'm an O-line coach. We run wide zone. I say, push the world away from you with your opposite foot, and that clicks with them. Like, oh, I'm literally just pushing the ground away from me, and it gets them where they need to go. And that's how kids are. You have to figure out how to say that to them and realize maybe when we all played, yeah, we're going to hit them. But they don't understand that. They don't understand exactly where to go. And and they really don't. It, it's and we talked about we talked about this a couple of times. But it, you know, like in the world of TikTok, it's it's short seconds. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. short that is even the attention. I mean, the attention span is so. You know, you can't spend these long. You know, I mean, I know, I know, coaches still do and things like that. One thing we did, and, and Coach Sims is, is phenomenal. At this is we incorporate we incorporate pictures. Uh-huh. Um, you know, thing we can do, uh, like even signals he has. You know, he, you know, he he ties those in with pictures. When we do any kind of presentations, we put like memes up there or something that they can they can identify with. You know, in those in those things, and then we try to keep things really brief with them. Now, granted, you know, we have. Uh, incredibly smart kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, I know going into spring practice, our spring install, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, we got a bunch of kids that's never played football before. You know, I mean, we're going to really, I mean, we're going to put, you know, this, this one thing in, you know, one play in, a, you know, over the week or what, you know, whatever it may be. And we, we get through the practice and I'm like, man, we were able to install. And I'm not saying, you know, in, in we weren't great at it, but, but I was like, they were able to get lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to up in their zones. They were able to to do these type things with success, you know, in a short period of time because they are so smart. But, I mean, even then it's it's trying to make it where, you know, we uh, we make it to where that they can relate to it, they can see it, and um, and then we don't spend a ton of time. Like if we're meeting in a classroom, I tell the coaches, hey, guys, no more than 15 minutes. Right. You know, and it's make it, you know, especially now. I mean, once once we, you know, we build the program and it becomes a standard, you know, then then, then that's different. But initially it's like we've got to keep – because we're, we're kind of juggling two things is we're trying to keep them interested in football. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those kids are going, I coach, I've never played before. I'll give it a go. And if they don't like it within the first, you know, it's like a TV show. You don't like it within the first 15 minutes, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not interested in this and kind of turn it off. So it's kind of, how do we, how do we kind of do that? So that was something we really, I think did a pretty good job this year. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of the key in growing the program. Um, so you, you start doing that, you're coming in, then you have to get to, to some point like, okay, here's our defense, here's our offense, you know, 
we have to be even more like we all say stay stupid simple you guys right. have to go an extra step below that so like how does that process go like this is what we want to do but what's realistically how do we install what do we pick how do we go about doing that and what can they handle yeah, you know, really, when I came in, it was, you know, we were, I wanted to be because we were playing, we, and we call, I call it a modified schedule. We played some JV games, and then we also played some, like, you know, some, some lower kind of varsity teams that were just getting into it, you know, that were kind of in the same boat we were. Um, and so we didn't have, there wasn't, again, this is the first, this is the first time for me to, you know, not having film. Like, I, we didn't have oh, a yeah. bunch of film. So I could go on and try to find some things, maybe about like maybe what their varsity program did or, try to exchange, you know, there was maybe one or two games where we did exchange some film. So we had what we did offensively and defensively. I mean, we had to focus on us, you right. know, because we didn't know a lot of times what they were going to do. So, you know, kind of went into it with the mindset defensively, like a lot of people, we want to be multiple, um, uh, but, but in the same breath, be, be very basic and very simple. Um, and it really got to, we had, we had a, I would say a large, um, playbook as a coaching staff you know when mm -hmm. you look at it what we, what we could do defensively but we really we stayed in you know we stayed in our base we got into a little cover four we played some cover three depending on how many backs they gave us in the backfield we were a field boundary team um and so you know there were some things we did uh, up front that were, i don't say were unique but helped us be able to change who the force players were right. um and some things that which i thought helped us but i mean outside of that uh, at the beginning of the year, I, da I dabbled in a little bit of, um, of some two read, but, you know, some stuff like, you know, I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of see, the, and I'm a big proponent, and I know Coach Sims is as well, and this is something we talked about, year to year, the type of kids we have, we want to play to their strengths. Mm -hmm. Right. So, wanted to put something in that, that we could, you know, we could play to our kids' strengths, and then also, too, was finding out what their strengths were. Mm -hmm. So, it was spending time, you know, could we be good at this? Could we be good at that? You know, so trying to, trying to find that and, um, and I know coming in offensively, I mean, I really, you know, turned it over to Coach Sims. All I asked him when I came in was, I want to be, I want to be able to get under center um, and, and run the ball. And I knew his background at Alabama. I knew he knew how to do that, so there was no issue at all. So we were, you know, I guess offensively, you could say we were a little bit, a little bit of spread yeah. uh, and pro I. Um, and he can talk more about that. But, um, but that's kind of that was kind of the thought process. You know, was we're not going to have a lot of film. Yeah, we're not really going. What a lot of these teams do so we just really got to focus on us mm -hmm. and that was oh you know, i know a lot of teams say they're going to do that but that was something we had to do right you know and so i think that was really good for us i think that was you know we're not trying to change schemes mid-year we're not trying to do anything like this what we started with is what we finished with we would add stuff week to week you know um, depending on what we thought might you know we found out our kids could do or we're good at um, and then we kind of ran from there so and then that just kind of slingshots us into next year and kind of what we now know with kids returning and different things like that, where we can have some success and be good at. So that was kind of the idea. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm trying to relate this to, to us. Like we're a school considered low income, I guess, if you want to call it that considered that. And we'll have kids. I've never played football before. Or if they have, they've no idea what we're talking about when our defensive coordinator is talking about reading this or mixed coverage or on offense when we're trying to tag something and it just completely blows their mind. We only change one route guys, but like their minds get blown. If like, it's just one route or, well, coach, you said we were blocking inside zone, wide zone this way. Now this week you're telling me to go this way. Well, yeah, because it's a different defense guys or like they're doing something a little bit different and it just blows their mind. So there was times where we didn't even change it. We're just like, you know what? Just, just run the same thing. Like if you guys can handle it, that's all you're going to do. You know? Um, Cause like offensively, 
or I should say this, you guys being ex-college players, was there any like, not even frustration, just like, this is what I love to do, but I just can't. And then maybe we'll get there at some point. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And just being an offensive coordinator, right? Like, everybody wants to be the offensive coordinator, but certain people just don't want to, they don't want the position because right. how much it comes. Right? But it's just really just, you know, like, because me, like, I'm, I am I play for Lane Kiffin. So right. I, I want to open the playbook. But like Coach said, we, we had to know what we had, you know? Mm-hmm. So certain things that you'll want and you'll think will happen, and it'll work, but you can't run it because you ain't got the players for it. Um, if I had to put our offense into one, like, to compare them with somebody, the type of offense we really went into, right. and you can tell me is uh, Wisconsin. Okay. I yeah. think like, Wisconsin because, like, we had we had one guy had speed, probably run like a four five, four six, but he was our quarterback, you know. So we kinda we kinda went double tight end sometimes. We went two backs. Uh sometimes we went we went wildcat a lot. Our, our last game went the second half. Yeah. Or the, or the first half we went nothing but wildcat. And because that was just was working for us. And um I'm our quarterback, he uh he had a great season. Don't get me wrong. He had a heck of a season. But like like we said, it was his first year. So a first-year quarterback coming in, that's just like a ninth grader playing varsity. Speed is different. He's worried about getting hit. Um, all that, man. Even with our kids, man, like I think our uh, – was our Friday Night Lights? We had like everybody come out and, you know, everybody was excited. We was excited as coaches because everybody get to see the football team. The players were decided because the day before we had a practice and everything was ran just perfect. And uh, I think I called the flea flicker the first play. And uh, they just they just lost it. It's like they didn't know how to run no plays. They didn't right. know how to get a formation. But the thing was, they wouldn't, they never been in that type of atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and with us being a first football program, first year program, the biggest crowd they done seen was basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that basketball team is very good here, but it's a different, you know, atmosphere and stuff. So, and then it was just like a lot of teaching, but, you know, really enjoyed it. And our guys played hard, man. They played hard, and they I'm, I'm very proud of them the way they handled the season and handled the offense. Because, I mean, it was some games we, we lost that was very close, you know. But, like, uh, I hate to bring it up and, you know, talk about this kid, but we was on a drive to win the game. And we've been running outside zone, outside zone, and we called a, uh, and we've been calling nothing but goals or mm-hmm. out, out stuff like that. And I was like, hey, and I only told him because I knew, like, me as a quarterback and Coach Micah as a quarterback, we understand that when you go in the huddle, you just be like, hey, and we run the same thing, but hey, you do this. But when you're a first year program, when you're a first year quarterback, you probably mm-hmm. go in there and tell too much. So I let him tell the play. And then I had them calling him from the sideline and like just gave him a signal like, "Hey, don't tell nobody this, but you're gonna keep you're gonna take three steps and do a quarterback draw." Right. And in a phone one, but that right there was lessons that we could give them to let them know like, "Hey, when we're here at practice and we're telling you to take care of the ball, we run fundamental ball security drill. This is why we're telling you this, so you won't have this feeling." And we we told them to remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and then. Fault, man, it was some games that we had kids falling out left and right, but the way that we just pushed them and we focused on the small things and trust the process, it was just. And and also that was the thing that shocked me more than anything. And that's something I mean, in my mind, 
you know, with the first year program, you can't that that, that mental toughness. Our yeah. kids were they were they were mentally tough, and and I think that was a credit too, also to them not really knowing. You know, they never knew to give they never knew to give up ever, and you know, and and honestly, we were in. There was there was one game that we you know we were really really out of. I mean, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, that game, I mean, it was fourth quarter. They drive the ball down and score, and you would have thought that. I mean, I talking to parents, talking to kids. I mean, it was just that was the the highlight of, of the night for them. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, you know, as as a kid, you're like, well, that's that's not good. But for them, they they didn't. But but the biggest the takeaways from that were just the they they never gave up ever. Right. And so, I mean, again, I'm sitting there going, man, this is like, that's something we've, that's something special that we have because, you know, again, it's, it, that's hard to teach. Mm-hmm. And I think that though, again, it's an advantage for us having kids that don't, they don't know football. They don't know, they don't know how to give, you know, they don't know how to give up. And so, um, you know, that was a huge um, thing I know as, as a coach that I took from that and just, it was a great experience. Um, do you feel like it, made you guys so much better coaches because of maybe how simpler you were or like, was there a moment where you maybe added more than you should have and you realized, and it just made you a better coach that way? Cause we all do. And I see stuff on Saturdays and I'm like, I would love to do that. And my playbook would be this thick, like right. on anything. Right. So did that I, make I'll, you guys better? Um, absolutely. No, there's no doubt. And I, I actually, I, I had, I had been a part of a startup program before, um, in Chattanooga with a, with a, it was, I was at a rural, uh, private school in Cell Creek, Tennessee. And, and really it was nothing with the coaches. Uh, they, they did a phenomenal job. It was just the way the program was structured was not really built for success initially. Now they, now they've, they've grown, um, and they've done, you know, they're making the playoffs and and they're doing a great job now after, you know, 10 or 12 years or, but, um, but, but when I was there to help start the program initially, um, you know, we started, we jumped right into varsity play. Okay. And, um, and we, I mean, so, you know, and the, and the idea was, okay, Hey, I remember when the, when the coach came to me, I was a defense coordinator there and he came and said, Hey, we're going to go varsity play. we got 12 seniors. They're excited about this. They want to, I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's, that's great. Well, you've got a bunch of kids who never played football before. So we go through spring and they're like, okay, this is pretty hard. And then we go through summer and we, we lose a couple seniors in spring. We lose even more seniors in the summertime. And we start the regular season with uh, with three seniors. And so we go through two years of, you know, zero uh, and 10 and constantly trying to figure out ways to motivate the kids to keep wanting to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so very, very difficult. So that was my thing, seeing really how to how to not, you know, how it was done, you know, not done correctly initially. Right. Um, and again on the coaches the coaches were phenomenal men and good coaches it was just the the situation and you know so when I came here I was like okay I, I know how not to do it right so this is how you need to do it so sitting down with my coaches I knew that I knew we needed to make it as simple as possible and again I told I kept telling them when we meet I said guys I just want to build relationships with these kids right you know that's the biggest thing to me is you know letting these kids know we care about them you know and and they can trust us and um and that type stuff. And then the X's and O's portion will take care of itself. And we really tried to, you know, and I had, again, I brought in some really good coaches from different programs around the area. Um, and, um, and so then bringing them in and they had a lot of success at places they had been. And they're like, they were kind of antsy, like, Hey, let's add this, let's do this, yeah. let's do this. And it was constantly trying to say, Hey guys, you know, let's, let's slow it down. Um, and, um, you know, let's keep it fun. Let's keep it exciting. Let's keep these kids wanting to come back. 
And and I almost equate it to, hey, we gave them we gave them just enough football, but not too much to where they're they're hungry right now for more. I mean, I'm getting texts from parents, I'm getting texts from players. We're excited about this year, you know. So it almost really kind of, you know, and that was kind of the idea and the thought. And again, I think we did a good job with it. You know, we'll see as as the years progress. But um, you know, I think we we kind of did a really good job with what we try to do this year. This might be a dumb question. How do you sell that to a coach that's coached at schools that they've always had football? Like, what's a selling point to look at a coach when you're trying to bring him in? And I don't even know if the right word is convincing them, but like, hey, like, this is what we're doing. How do you like get them to buy in as you're interviewing them? Yeah, no, I mean, the, the biggest thing, um, you know, was given a lot of guys. I mean, you know, now I was able to to get some guys that were in transition from other jobs, you know, maybe the other coach had gotten fired or whatever, or, or, you know, they were, they were um, switching or, you know, putting them in a position of a, you know, of a larger role, mm-hmm. um, giving them ownership of, you know, um, uh, of that, whether that be, you know, a coordinating position or, you know, um, maybe a co-coordinator or something to give them some, you know, like, so, you know, how can I help you? How can, you know, I want you to come and help our program, but I also, I don't want this to be a one-way street. You know, what can I do for you and how can I uh, make this a benefit for you as well? And then to be honest with you, uh, when I was talking to a lot of the coaches, I, everybody is really intrigued about starting a program. Uh-huh. You know, when you talk, you talk to coaches or the guys, a lot of the guys I talked to, and there were some guys I talked to that were like, you know, this is not for me and that's fine. But a lot of the guys that I talked to, they're like, Coach, this is a really intriguing opportunity. And I just kind of put it out there. Um, you know, I posted on the the different um, forums and, and and Twitters and things like that looking for coaches. And, and um, you know, a lot of the guys were just – they reached out to me. and was like, man, this is a really interesting and intriguing opportunity. Um, and, and that was one thing, too. I sold, I sold it from my standpoint of I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of it before. And it was honestly – uh, one of the, the the best experiences that I had, even though we were zero and twenty at Sell Creek, I was I left there so much better coach, so much better. You know, I was just um, because I had to go back to the fundamentals. Right. You know, I had to re- really teach fundamentals and um, and spend a ton of time with that. And you know, if you're not a good, if you can't teach that type of stuff, and you can't, I mean, you know, I don't care all day. You can talk X's and O's and do that kind of stuff all day long, but if you can't relay that to kids and mm-hmm. really you know, especially kids that don't know what they're doing. So you've really got to be kind of on, um, you know, on your toes with that. So um, it, it was honestly not not a really hard selling point. Um, and, um, you know, I was able to I was able to get 10. We had 10 coaches on our, our staff this year um, and every position was coached. We didn't have we didn't have to have guys kind of, you know, going both ways or anything like that from a coaching side. Um, and that was kind of the goal coming in. And then right. we had a you know, we were able to do that. And so that was, that was good, but it wasn't a hard sell. I mean, it really wasn't. A lot of guys were interested in just the building process of it. I think it's a challenge. And I think as coaches, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're, you're, you're interested in that. And that's something that piques your interest. So, um, you know, uh, and we were able to get the right people in place. I really feel like that. So it was good. And then when they're starting a football program, obviously there's other sports at the school. What was it like to come in and try to work with the other coaches? Like you're going to have to come in and maybe communicate a lot with all the other head coaches and make sure that because kids are going to play multiple sports and make sure that we're all kind of like helping each other. Because we, as we all know, when sports are good, education's good. When we all work together, we all have a common goal of making them better people, but also do they have success winning? So what was that like coming in saying like, I'm not here to step on toes. We're going to work together and, and communicate and get this done. Yeah. And that's really kind of my personality. I mean, as I'm a, 
you know, I, I want to bring, I'm going to bring you solutions, not problems. I mean, that's always kind of the way I've been. Um, so for, for me, you know, my AD is the basketball coach. He's the head basketball coach and the kind of in the basketball program director. He runs kind of all of it. Um, and then my assistant head coach, um, who's he's he's the associate AD. He was my assistant head football coach. Um, he's the head baseball coach. So, okay. you know, I we, we just we just lost our lacrosse coach. He actually um, he took a job at Valor Christian in Colorado. Um, he was a great guy. I honestly came in. I, I basically told him, I said, guys, look, if if you guys will help me, yeah. it, you know, I will come out there and I'll help you. If that's hitting, you know, hitting fungo or throwing BP or um, and I said, I know nothing about lacrosse, but I'll be happy to stand in a goal. And, you know, what, how can I help you, mm-hmm. you know, how kind of, you know, be, be in this together. And that's really the mindset and the mentality I took coming in. It wasn't, Hey, we're starting a football program, you know, football's king. This is what we're going to do. You know, I never looked at it like that. Um, you know, and I, I've been a part of a, a lot of, I've been in a lot of private schools, um, some, you know, kind of large private, some small so I know coming in, you know, you've got to share athletes. Right. And that's what I want kids to do is I want kids to to uh, play sports. Um, you know, I just I think that is a um, that's huge. You know, I mean, you see nowadays so many kids specialize in all these other sports, all the injuries and burnouts and and different things like that. So, you know, I tell them guys, if you want to play basketball, play basketball. If you want to play baseball, play baseball. Track, wrestle. I mean, you know, within reason, do as much as you want. And I, I, when I came in, I told him, I said, I never want another sport to be the reason you say that you don't want to play. Right. So whatever I got to do, you know, I'll give you that time in June to go do the basketball and do that type of stuff. And so I tried to work with everybody and, I, and I'll always continue to do that. I mean, I just think that's, you know, that's the only way to kind of have success, especially in smaller schools. I think in general, I think anywhere, I want kids playing as many sports as they can anywhere. Yeah. Um, degree and that's fine, but I just think that's, you know, um, to be a kid and, and play. Because I've been at places where, like, especially baseball coaches, like, why are you going to play football and get hurt? That's their whole thing. Why are you going to get hurt? You can't play baseball and blah, 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 blah. And, and look where you can go play baseball in college. And I always viewed it as when I, I played all of them, and I'll tell you this, I loved fo- football was the favorite. But I, when it was over, you were sad it was over. But about two days later, oh, I'm so happy You're- to pick – I was happy to pick up a basketball, and then when basketball was, I was happy to go pick up a shot put or baseball or whatever it was, you know. Because I've been around that, I've been around where, and I always thought that like sometimes you learn more from what not to do or what you see that's not right. And I always said that I've never been a head football coach, but wherever, wherever I go, I tell kids, hey, if you want to play this sport, this sport, this sport, and this sport, let me know. I know the head coach. I will. T- I'll go talk to them, and we'll get you there. Like especially yeah. freshmen, like try it right now, and you may not like it. But that's okay. Like, try something else, and it will help you be a better – if you're sports baseball, football and basketball is going to make you a better baseball player. Like, I don't care what Absolutely. people say. Yeah, no, And, and you know, and, the, and that just, you know, and, um, I mean, that's it just – we've got a kid right now who played football for us this year, and um, he doesn't play a ton basketball-wise. He's a senior, doesn't play a ton. But, I mean, he's out there – He's not overly tall or anything like that, but he's out there dunking and doing all kinds of different things just because, you know, he was with us this summer. He worked hard. He was in the weight room all the time. He was squatting. He was power mm-hmm. cleaning. He was, you know, doing explosive lifts and and just, the, you know, all the type things, I think, that go along with that. You know, and that's one thing, too, where, 
you know, I know a lot of coaches, uh, they get into that mindset of, and I, and, and to me, and I don't, I'm not knocking other coaches. I mean, again, I've coached all sports. Right. I mean, but a lot of times football coaches seem to be more open. You know, they're like, yeah. hey, go, go do stuff. Whereas some of these other sports, you know, that they want you to specialize. And, um, you know, I, I want these kids, you know, again, doing everything and experiencing it all. And, um, you know, and we've really backed off. I mean, even when I was at, um, you know, uh, you know, more like, you know, the last job I was at, you know, um, we, we backed off in June a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went to three days a week where, you know, typically, I mean, I remember doing five, you know, five days a week in June and doing all this kind of stuff. And we really backed off to three days a week. And, um, and even here where, where I'm at, I'm looking at even backing off more to go in a little bit on, onto like a two day a week type mm-hmm. thing. Let them have, I say, guys, you can have June, go play your select baseball, go do your basketball, lacrosse, whatever you need to do. July, July's football. Right. Um, I'll give you that, you know, and, um, you know, and different things like that. So, but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I want them to play. Yeah. Cause in Illinois, we get 25 contact days in the summer. That doesn't count weight room. That's if you're doing something with a football or, or whatever it is. And a high school I went to, he, he had that mindset. He goes, Hey, I'm tired of fighting basketball. I'm tired of fighting the travel baseball. Travel baseball is a pain in our, like it's a pain. And he said, June is just weightlifting, whether it's three days a week. And what he sold it as was, yeah, I'm a football coach. We're here, but all sports can come in and lift. Like he didn't care. It's like an open weightlifting thing. But then July, he would do all of his camps. So three straight weeks of football camp for four days a week have everything installed in July. We have our dead week period at the last week before school. Come right back. Everything's installed. We should just pick up right where we left off. And the basketball coaches there love it. The baseball coaches there love it. Travel baseball coaches can never be pleased, so he doesn't care about trying to please them at all because whatever. So when I got to this school, I'm just the run game coordinator. I brought that to him. I was like, what do you think about trying this in the summer? But then what happens is, the travel baseball coaches take advantage. Oh, wait a minute. You're not doing anything Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Well, then we're going to leave Wednesday night or Thursday morning and go do this. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You had all of June to, to do whatever. We're lifting maybe a couple seven-on-seven practices just to whatever. And they just take it. And But that's because travel baseball is like a billion-dollar business. And it's a pain. Oh, And, and where we are, we're in East Cobb. Um, you know, Marietta, Georgia, and, we, and where our school is, is in the East Cobb area. It is the, I mean, we are, the Atlanta Braves Stadium is like two miles from here. Right. So this is the mecca of like, you know, baseball. Right. And so, um, you know, and I'm actually, I, I'm going to coach middle school baseball here. Um, you know, and, and one thing it was, was, you know, I mean, the, the, my coach McAfee, who's my assistant head coach, I, mean, I love him to death and, and I wanted to help him out and, mm-hmm. you know, and provide, you know, he's, he's done a lot of stuff for me. He, he actually started the middle, he started the middle school program here and did a great job. Um, and so I was like, man, if I, I, I told him when I came in, I was like, guys, I'll, I'll help you. What, you know, I'll, again, I'll go out and hit throw BP or hit fungo or do whatever. And right. uh, that, that turned into me coaching middle school baseball. But, um, but, you know, um, so I, I did it too. To, to, I want to get involved with the kids, you know, the kids that don't play football and, you know, um, so how can I reach as many kids as possible? So, you know, through if that's through coaching another sport or whatever that may be, you know, um, I'm going to do that as well. So, yeah, um, you know, it also may be 
maybe helps me get in with some of those travel guys too and just get to know kind of the ins and outs of what they do. And I really don't care. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't say it in a bad way. I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm gonna let, you know, I'm not trying to fight those other sports, but I told the kids when I was the first thing when I, when I came here and met with the kids, I told them, I said, look, I don't want you to come to me and say, coach, I can't play football because of this sport. Right. Um, you know, because of baseball, because of basketball, I said, I'm not going to let you use that as an excuse. Right. Um, so I will work with you any way I can to help you, um, you know, to be to, to, to where you can manage both of them and do it that way. So that was a big thing for, for me coming in and kind of kind of putting that in place. So uh, and the and the coaches here have been wonderful. They've been awesome. Um, I know some places you fight that and you battle that, but um, the coaches here have been have been wonderful about it. So it's really worked out well. Yeah, because a story I have for people, I think it depends on your situation. I've met good travel baseball coaches. I was a young OC, and our kids were like, hey, we're not going to go to baseball tomorrow to come to the 7-on-7. And we're like, okay, cool. And they came to the 7-on-7. That baseball coach didn't play them for like a week. And the kids came and told us, and we're like, well, why? Well, he's mad that we went to the 7-on-7. And so then our head football coach called this guy and was like, hey, why are you punishing these kids? And this coach just went off and our football coach is like, football takes away from this. They're going to get hurt. What's wrong with you? And I'm cleaning up the language a ton. And our head football coach used to be a bodybuilder. So he was still big. So he's like, I'll be right back. And he drove to wherever their practice was and went up to him. He goes, all right, I'm here. What do you want to keep saying to me? And this coach just backtracked. And it's like, those type of people is where I have a problem with travel baseball. Love it. It's good for the kids, whatever they want to do. Um, because I also tell the kids, it helps you get recruited. What do you mean? And I'm like, guys, I know people that play baseball that got recruited just because they watched them play football or basketball because they saw them compete. They saw them do something different. I've seen football players get dra- or recruited because of basketball or something because they saw them competing. Coach Sims, like right there. So, that's, so I think it's your – situation then up here we you know we've had kids stop playing football because of travel baseball because they want a scholarship and mom and dad think that and we have to tell mom and dad you're paying thousands of dollars for this and you may end up just going to community college which is fine but we're just trying to tell you what's about to happen and then it happens like if you're gonna go big time they would have found you by now you know right a couple things we've done here which i think really by accident i even say by by intention and to follow up on that on your story with we had the same situation happen because, see, in Georgia, softball plays in the fall. Okay. Um, which I, you know, I know Tennessee, they play in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here in Georgia, they play in the fall. And so, you know, we we had an issue with their, their they, they've had a middle school program here that's been pretty successful. Uh, but they were really trying to, again, the high schools, the upper school is relatively new. It's only been around for 10 or so years. So they're, they're adding sports. And as they grow the school in numbers, so they added softball. Um, and they were battling this year. I know even at the middle school level um, and the high school level with uh, school ball versus travel ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, travel coaches saying, well, I don't want them pitching this much and I don't want them doing this and different things like that. So, I mean, it's a battle even in season, you know, with, with these sports. And, uh, you know, I, I know football, we, we have it. But, I mean, sometimes you're like, man, some of these other sports have it even, you know, even worse. I know with basketball with AAU and yeah. here these kids will probably at nine at night and just cra- and just crazy hours and and doing things like that. One thing we've done, and again, it's I don't even say it's intentional. It's just kind of, but you know, um, I know Coach McAfee, our baseball coach, um, he um, he's hired some. You know, he's got a really good staff of, of you know of coaches, and those guys are really a lot of them do travel ball, mm-hmm. but 
fed up with the parents is like, look, I mean, like they're like, I've coached college baseball. I've done this. I'm not going to to, to get stats for a, a 12U team or I'm not going to do this, you know. So I, and, and they really push multi-sports and and um, and do some things like that where, you know, so you kind of get it. You actually if, if you've got a guy who's been at a high level, uh, I know they just hired a guy who coached at Georgia, uh, UGA and at a couple other places. And he he's on it. He's like, you know. Uh, he's like, I'll tell the parents, you know, they need to do this. They need to play multi-sports. They need to be doing this. And and um, so, you know, that helps our case big time just across the board. Um, and I know Coach Sam's can talk about that. I know he played a ton of sports in high school and yeah. different things there. I, so. I, I, always, I always push uh, – I always tell every kid, man, play multiple sports that you can play. You know, uh, I, I, I'll say I'd rather you pick a sport depending on the, the, the fall – Mm-hmm. You know the spring and stuff in the summer, but like, hey, get at everything. Like, I like how Coach said that we had some guys missing base, like missing practice because of baseball. And I'm like, look, I know back back in my day, I, I played five sports. That was baseball, soccer, football, basketball, and uh, baseball. Did I say baseball already? Baseball. But I played five sport, and I told them I was at every practice. I didn't miss no practice for all sports. Right. And the reason I say do that because you get to work on a different part of your craft throughout the yep. whole year. Basketball, you get to work on lateral movement. If you're if you're a running back, basketball is the best thing because where do you live majority of the game? Knees bent mm-hmm. in a good athletic position, and you're sliding. When you pass protect, you got to slide, do a basketball slide down there, and come out of your hips. When you uh, run the ball, you got to make a jump cut, and you got to explode out of your into your sprint. So even when track, track makes you faster. Soccer ball, soccer makes you great with your feet. Yep. Baseball, hand and eye coordination. If you're a wide receiver and you're playing baseball, that's big. Right. Better you got to watch that ball all the way to your glove or all the way to your bat. So that's why I say, man, do everything. And I think that's why I was that successful in the NFL and in Alabama because I just didn't play one position. Because I played five different sports, I was good at quarterback. I could pick it up quick because my footwork was good because I did soccer. Right, right. I could do receiver because I, I was a great baseball player. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, so, and I ran track all four years, so that's where my speed came from. And, you know, that's one, that's one thing we've done here, too, when you don't have kids that know how to play football you know they're not football kids we have to use other sports to teach them football so you know it's utilizing those things you know i mean just just going through you know all these different you know things and it may be you know using a baseball analogy for hips or uh you know or like he you know coach sims just just talked about basketball and and how that you know ties in with football um and so you know, a lot of different things like that. So, I mean, wrestling, I mean, really, honestly, kids have had a tackle. I said, you know, if you know how to shoot a, a single leg or a double leg or, you know, like that, and that's how we really teach uh, teach tackling. And so mm-hmm. we utilize those, a kid, a kid who's wrestled before and have him demonstrate, you know, what that looks like, what a double leg looks like or, you know, um, or things like that. And then they can demonstrate that. And then, so, you know, those are, those are things we utilize all these other sports and then we tell them, hey, go go play those sports, you know. So right. we're very, um, you know, pro multi-sport. And again, that's the way we sold it with other coaches at, at the school. And and um, you know, that's all. That's been a huge positive just across the board. I and think. I think that's the good thing with us having an off-season program too. Mm-hmm. 
So now they got a they got a certain time where th- that we're gonna go through this process, and once through once we go through another off season, it's gonna get like it's gonna become a habit. They're gonna be right. like, hold on, something's supposed to be going on right now. Oh, we got off season workouts going on. Right, you know what I'm saying? Puts them in that mindset. And like right now, like we're being fair, you know. Right now, we're having workouts that's not mandatory because we know other sports are finishing, and we know other and we know kids are gonna go play other sports. But we're just letting them know, like, hey, if you want to see the difference, like come come do an off season workout. And we know we ain't gonna have kids every day, mm-hmm. but the kids every day and put in the work, and because they're gonna, they, I mean, they sit at lunch, right? right. Everybody sits at lunch. like I'm better than you, you know, you better than me. And the kids, and I'm going to the kids that wasn't that great for us this year. And I'm like, come get this offseason workout and watch when you go against the same guy you went against last year, you'll be stronger, faster, and your IQ would be that much more. And when you're beating him every time and he's wondering why he's not playing, we're going to say, well, that kid was here all summer. Right. right. And then they will find a way. They will find a way. You know what I'm saying? But right. at the same time, we're just uh, like I said. We're trying to create our standard, and we're trying to just get the parents on board with us too. They get don't get me wrong; they're getting on board, but it starts with the parents, and because it, it'll always trickle down to the kids. Because when they they with us for two hours, but they with their parents more than with us. Right. If we got the speaking the same thing. It's gonna become a habit, and I mean the thing we're just trying to do with our kids, man. With this being a first year program, mm-hmm. we want them to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Right. Because Coach Sims, you missed it, and you could correct or add on to it. I told Coach, I tell kids to play multiple sports, especially when they're freshmen, because I loved football, I loved all that, but when it was done, you were sad that two days later, there was nothing better than getting away and picking up a basketball or doing whatever. Then you're you're tired of basketball. Well, there's nothing better than, well, I'm going to go hit a baseball or, or get to football list. Now you're back to it. Like, hey, I was away for a little bit. I've been lifting, doing basketball, but now I get back to – football drills like mentally for young kids that goes a long way to like oh, not that, get the burnout it does it keeps it keeps your attitude up you right know, it keeps your attitude. like i mean i think i think the way that i feel is just like for some kids here like if i didn't make it to state in football that would give me the motivation to go into basketball season like hey i'm about to dog this and i'm about to make sure that i can bring my players and make them the best that they can be so we can go win us a state championship is something right you know yeah, so that's how that's how i feel about it and it's just it's good to get out there man because it teaches you so many responsibilities morals it uh it it it, it creates uh ability it creates uh structure you know it creates structure because you know you got to get up make your bed get to practice do your work because all that right there is being a student athlete when you go to college. We're, oh, well, yeah. I mean, and I think, too, the biggest thing, too, is just the competition behind it. I mean, yes. you know, and you got that, that specialized, you know, hey, coach, I'm not going to play whatever sport this, this year uh, because I'm going to focus on this other sport. Well, you know, they're on the couch playing video games or they're, you know, are they – is that what they're really doing? And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I know, like, you know, again, we talked. I mean, I know you coach multiple sports. I coach multiple sports and have for years. It's it's a fresh start for us too, in my right. mind. You know, I mean, you know, you go from you know football season. Once football season ends, you know, I know, you know, you're mentally, you're, you know, you're drained and mm-hmm. physically drained, and and you know, you get, you know, there's a lot of times. I know there's been years where I didn't even get a week off. It was I jumped right into the next one, and 
And just because it was different, just because it was a different sport and there was different kids or different coaches or you got that little, you got that juice back, you know, you got that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rejuvenation. And, and so even, even for us coaches, it's, it's, it's like that because I mean, after, I mean, you know, as mentally drained and as mentally, um, physically mentally drained as you get, I mean, I'm good for about a week to two weeks and I'm ready to get back to something. Right. You know, I found the house. I'm, I'm terrible during, during Christmas break. I'm terrible during the holidays. I am bored out of my mind and I hate to say it, but I really, I mean, outside of my wife and kids, I mean, this is, I mean, I don't have hobby, you know, this is my football and coaching. That's my hobby. That's what right. I do. That's what I love. So, I mean, I, I don't do well on, on dead periods and, you know, a couple of days I'm good after yeah. that. I'm like, man, I'm ready to get back. Let's, let's do something. I can't sit here anymore. I can't be in the house. I can't do this. My wife's the same way. She's like, you gotta get out and do something. You're, you're killing me. So that happened to me. Know. That happened to me this year. We, uh, Made it to the second round of the playoffs. Um, we lost that Friday night. Saturday, I don't consider a day off because you're replaying the game in your head and the season's over and, and whatever it is. Sunday kind of was a day off. Then Monday, basketball tryouts. So it was just boom, boom. And, right into it. But I will tell you, that first week, I was a, a grouch. I was irritated because I was mad about losing that football game. Because you feel like we we only lost by like seven points, maybe ten points. So it's like you should we could have won. Uh, we went against some Division One recruits that we battled with, and you're all pissy. So that week I was bad to be around. Then after that week, it was better. You know, it was like, you know, because last year we didn't, so I had two weeks off in between. So this year I was like, why am I so irritated this year? Oh yeah, I didn't get any time off. That's why. But you, you wouldn't trade it for the world though. No, no, and I just, you know, so I think that, you know, and it's, and, and I hate to say it, you know, now I was talking to um, one of our seniors, um, his mom, she's a physical therapist. And she was saying like, you know, now the, um, what is it? Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. and, and all this so prevalent now in, in these younger kids. And she said, she was telling me, she said, she sees it. She goes, you know, 10, 15 years ago, she said that that was a freak thing. She said, now it's something we see all the time. And she said, it's almost like a badge of honor for these kids. And she said, what they don't understand is they've got to have that. That's their arm for the rest of their life, you know? And so uh, I just, I think that there's just so much overuse. And then you see a lot of these kids who are phenomenal athletes and they're just like, I just don't want to play anymore. I'm just burned out. And it's, you know, um, you know, and I think that's, again, that's one thing where, you know, I mean, just being a, being a coach who's coached multiple sports, I think you see, you know, you can see the benefit in it. You see the benefit in it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I will forever be, you know, uh, pro multi-sport and trying to get those kids out there for whatever, you know. Yeah, then also, also though, the, the reason we feel that way is because we never get tired of the process. Right, right. We never get tired of the process. When you're done, you like, Oh snap! I get to do it all over again with a new team. Like, like Friday Night Lights, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody speaks about the movie, and it's great points in the movie. But like, now that I'm a coach, I think about like how the time that it was a great season, right? They lost on the two yard line, but what stuck out to me the most was the fact that he just started peeling the names off the wall mm-hmm. of the scene, and he's like, "Well, this is our team next year." So it's like, like, and 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 I got this totally from Saban. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. always loved the, the 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 commitment, the competition of just doing it again. Like, okay, you did it, but you did it once, but who has done it multiple times? Who has done it three times? Who has done it four times, you know? Mm-hmm. And he just always process of always starting over. We always say 
he was always into next year. He was never worried about that year. Yes, he was worried about that year, but the best is always going to be prepared for the, the following year. And um, just just hearing y'all talk just now, I'm just like, that's the process, man. And right. I just and love the process of going through it and molding something to something to make it look so good is what you get at the end of the, the season. And you know what you, how much work you put in and you know how much the kids put in. Right. And you see how have improved and how much it how much it matters to them, you know. And so you know how much hard work and the process that you put through and you felt like it was going to work. And it's just like, like you said, that Saturday, you break it all down. you like, ah, like, yeah. ah, we could have did this. We could have did that. And it's always a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas. But the best team always puts the shoulda, woulda, couldas to the side and they move on and make sure they don't make that that mistake again. Right. Uh, speaking of your Tommy John story, I coached baseball at school for the last two years and I was freshman and I had this kid like, Hey coach, when I get to 60 pitches, let me know. And I said, why? And he goes, well, I had Tommy John surgery. I'm like, wait a minute, you're 14 years old. When'd you get that? I go seventh grade, sixth grade. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Well, cause in travel baseball, there's no pitch limit. And I said, what? And then another kid came up. He goes, yeah, I had Tommy John surgery too. Like at seventh grade. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I threw my arm out. <laughs> What? What am I walking into? <laughs> no, it's it's talking. I mean, the school there was, you know, uh, we had a kid that had that had it as a sophomore, and, and um, you know, and, and it just, I mean, you know, and again, it's 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 just, and I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I don't know the ins and outs, you know, or anything like that. But you know, it's just when you're talking to physical therapists and people who see it all the time, and they're like, you know, this has become, a, you know, just the norm. Um, it just goes to, you know, I mean, it just, uh, it's just shocking. I mean, it really is. It's just shocking. And it's just like, man, you know, we just, you know, as coaches, it's just, it's like, we need to do a better job. Just, you know, I mean, and I, I hate it, you know, I hate it, but I'm just, that's why I'm constantly pushing the kids, you know, to, to not specialize. And, and right. I'll tell you, you know, I remember um, when I was at, at the Baylor school in Chattanooga, um, our, our head football coach, coach Massey, his son, was a, a big time baseball player. Um, and he was, he was getting really, he was getting highly recruited out of high school. He was, he was going to get drafted out of high school. And I remember the scouts would come in and they weren't talking to me, but I was just in the office and, and they would ask, you know, they would come in and talk to coach Massey or they would come in and talk to some of the coaches just, just wanting to get to know uh, Tyler. And, and um, they would, the first question they asked, how many sports does he play? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you know, we want a guy, a lot of these, a lot of these scouts, they want guys who like, you know, know that, Hey, they're tough. You know they're resilient, uh, you know, and there. Then and so I remember they said, "Oh, he's he's our quarterback on the football team. He he does this, he does that." And they're like, "Oh, that's that's what we want to hear," you know. We you know, and so you know, I think because they know you you experience different types of adversity in different sports. Okay. Um, right. You know, and so that's and then at the, thing. the same time when you do that, you know, it goes all the way to the NFL. You know, like yeah. you play more than one position, you're more liable. Right. I was just telling, I was just telling one of our like one of our kids that want to play quarterback that like, hey, I love your fire and you could play. You have a great arm, but why not try to another position and see what you could do? Because maybe you're not the fastest, but you you're the best on special teams, right? Or you're the best on the zone corner, but you're gonna stick on the you're gonna stick on the team longer than somebody else because you can play multiple positions, right? Right. That's why I feel like that's another reason I feel like playing multiple sports is good. Right. Is because if you got a great coach, they can teach you how to play the position. 
but a coach can never teach somebody the skills or give them the skills, you know, because that's, that, that's, that's given, that's God-given. Right, right. But most of the sports and you don't got quicker because you doing track or you can get in and out of your brain because of basketball or whatever, do that. Right. Do that. Do that. Like, play multiple sports, man. I really think that people should be multiple sports because it builds confidence, too. It teaches you how to communicate. Because when you get to the next level of college, you got to communicate. You got to know how to break things down. You got to know how to start your own process. You got to know how to warm up. You got to know how to balance school and football. So it's just like right. – it's a lot of things that you just got to do, but the thing is, people got to use more ears and less of their mouth. Oh, for sure, for sure. I should do that too. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm an Alabama fan. I'm an Alabama fan to the core. So, and and what a lot of people like to tell me is that, like, Coach Sims, you did it. So, how do you feel about it? Uh huh. But the question when they already got the answer. So it's like you, you, the fact that you know that I've been in it, yeah. You you build up the confidence to come ask me the question, but then you ask me the question and I tell you my answer, you're like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> then you come back and say, well, because you did do it. But it doesn't make sense. You're using too much of this and not enough of this. Right. Right. Now, well, you gotta be all you gotta always be willing to be a student before you the teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't like it when Micah says something, I listen. It's not because I'm belittling myself or saying I'm a punk or whatever, it's just that I'm learning. Right. He might say three words and only one his home. Mm-hmm. But I got better. Right. I got better. You know, because he I mean, this is what my third year going on, my third year of coaching, and he's been doing this since he came out of high school. So what's better? Like what 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 do I need to do? And that's respect. And that also shows respect. Right. It shows respect that you're willing to soak in all the information. Like, I want to be a sponge. I want to just soak in all information because last year and the year before showed me coaching and being a player is two different things. Right. It's two different things completely. Right. That's why I love this podcast because I've talked to coaches all over the country and it might talk for an hour. And I love every minute of that conversation, but maybe three things or two things that coach said, I wrote down and that's enough. Like that is enough for me. And if somebody listens to it and they pick up something completely different in that hour, God bless them. They found something different that I didn't even like, maybe I didn't listen well enough, but I listened to this and, and I'm not coming in trying to know any more than you two do. You two know way more about starting a program than I do. You two know more about this. Maybe I know one thing that you don't know. Who knows? But we all that's just how life is. Most definitely. We all feed we all feed off each other, man. Um, I have to ask, what else from Alabama have you brought in? Because I love that. Anything else from Alabama that you brought in from coaching? Uh, uh, uh I should, I mean, I'm, it's crazy. Like I said, man, when I start coaching, man, I call saving, I apologize. Because the things he used to say, I used to be like, why is he saying this? <laughs> you know, and I and I start carking all the time, man. The fact that you was there when I was there, it was the best. Because I'll have a meeting with Coach Saban. Yeah. And I'll literally everything he'll say. And then I'll go down to Carker and be like, all right, Saban just said this. What does this mean? <laughs> and because the way Coach Saban, Coach Saban, a lot of people don't know. When Saban went to Kent State in college, mm-hmm. he was a psychology major. 
Yep. So a lot of things David said, you wouldn't understand it. But then when you get on the field or you get in that situation, you'd be like, dang, I see why he's saying it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another thing I just took from him, man, was just be where your feet are. Be where your feet are at all times. Mm-hmm. See a lot, see a lot, see nothing. And that's just the details, man. The small details, enjoying where your feet are in the, within the process of wherever you're at in your, your process, be where your feet are. Enjoy it. Soak up the information. And enjoy the time of being and also the way that he connected with us. Right. Coach Saban time to hang with his players and that's why we was able to be coached the way that we was able to be coached right. that's why we was it didn't matter what coach Saban say man we was doing it run through that wall. all right coach yeah and we're full speed because we knew that he loved us and it was nothing to harm us right you know and then at the same time coach Saban never said I told you so you know he was yeah. just like trust me. and when you got it you got on the field and when he couldn't trust you off the field, he he, he you wouldn't play. You could be the best player, you wouldn't play. And now I see why, because when I start pushing my quarterbacks, I tell all my quarterbacks, you gotta sit in the front of the classroom. Mm-hmm. And by them doing that, man, they they take everything serious and they come to practice and they they their mind is focused because they've been focused all day and they 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 keep going, you know. So however you treat, however you are off the field. I believe that's what you're going to be on the field. Right. Because I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of his. I've read books. There was one book I read. They won the championship at LSU. They're doing their thing. He go, he looks at the coaches. Meet me in here in 10 minutes. They go in. They're celebrating. He goes, all right, you're recruiting here. You're recruiting here. You're recruiting here. And they go, what? We're trying to celebrate. He goes, guys, it's we've done it, but we're way behind. Like, we're looking to next year. Like, it's there's this yep. thing we have to do. And I remember reading it, and I'm like, he can't take a, a second to relax. And I'm just reading it. And then you – this was a long time ago when I read it. Then you watch and you go, I see what he's saying now. Like when you're moving on, I get it. Yeah. You got You got to always be, you always got to be ahead, man, and be prepared, you know? And I mean, cause when you're waiting or when you're chilling, somebody's mm-hmm. getting better. Yeah. And that, and that was just cause saving. He's going to outwork you. He's going to outsmart you because whenever you take that time off, he's right back there. Right. Like people don't like, did you expect Coach Saban to be at that complex the day after he retired? I wasn't shocked. I was not shocked. I'm, I'm surprised. That, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't in that office, like putting it organized. Like, okay, Coach, here goes the recruits that you have. This is how you need to treat them. This is what they did. Right. He had it all, you know. And like, he probably was eating him one good oatmeal pies while doing. It's just trusting trust the process, man. And like Coach said, man, people that you have around you, it, it does a lot because these kids, man, they it sucks that they you have to do something for them to listen to you. Mm-hmm. But like another thing, I like I always say about our coaching staff, I, I feel like we're different than a lot of coaching staff because we're willing to get out there and do it with you. Because some kids they'd be like, like some kids try me, they'd be like, Coach, you retired, you ain't got it no more. You can't <laughs> do this. You're telling me to do it. Oh, for real? Okay. And yeah. I'll do it, and they be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoa, okay, we, we need to listen to them. You know, like, it's a couple of times I was at wide receiver, and Mike was at quarterback, telling our quarterback, like, I know he's three yards away, but your arm is quick enough to get that ball out. He was, And he'll get in and play quarterback, and I'll play wide receiver because I'm over here yelling at one of my wide receivers 
to tell him that once you get three yards from the top of your route, that's when you use your your uh, slowdown. Mm-hmm. Then you use your break with your second step, and your third step is where you're turning your foot to the direction that you're going. And they were like, no, nah, because I don't think you could do that. And then I go out there and do it, and Micah throws it, and now we're both sitting there like, now what? Right. Yeah, like, you hey, know? we're not lying. We ain't lying we're to you guys. And you know, kids, they'd be like, well, because you was in a professional league. I was, but I was in your foot, in your foots before, your footsteps yeah. before. But it came from listening to my coach and trying it. Because I, I tell my quarterbacks all the time, throw picks. Mm-hmm. And I want you to throw picks because I, it lets me know you see it and I can correct it. Because maybe it's in your footwork why you that that why you that late on the ball, or why you can't get to the top of your drop to where you ready to throw that ball. Right. But if I doing it and you're throwing picks, we're building confidence. We're building confidence. I know what you need as a as an offensive coordinator. This is this is much as I expect my quarterbacks to know what I'm gonna call in the fourth quarter with three minutes left. I I gotta know I gotta know my quarterback well enough to know what to call to put him in the best position to win the game. Right. I never thought of that before. Throw interception so I could fix it. I'm telling our OC that. I'm going back with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, like, the thing is, right, that's why That's why I love spring and I love seven-on-sevens during the summer. Right. Because that's um, – I, I feel like you don't you don't really pick your quarterback, but you get to see who's who you can mold and who's ready for that position. Right. But one side who our starting quarterback is, like, hey – I want you to really force the ball right here, force the ball. Or like we had a quarterback that came in late and the kicker run outstanding player, but I'm like, I'm going to make you better. You cannot run at all. I don't care what kind of pressure you get. I don't care if you throw an interception. I want you to get used to getting that pressure and still making a throw because what's the difference between a first round, a first round first pick and a first round third pick is the fact that you're tough and you want to stay in that pocket and take a hit. Right. So it's so that's where I'm at, and uh, and he and he he understood why I did it. His footwork got better in the in the pocket, step and uh, use his feet to cre- make. It was awesome, man, and and we're getting better, and that's all. That's all it's about, man. One percent better every day, and be consistent. Be consistent. Everybody can do it once, but how many people can do it over and over and over? Right. And then find a way to make it fun to keep them out there. That's that's the biggest one right there. Yeah, and my, my, my favorite phrase is, don't do it till you get it right. Do it till you can't get it wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because like, that's, that's natural as human, right? Even right. when we're doing a math, a math problem, we don't got it wrong a hundred times, but then we done did something and got it right, and then it's right. But we celebrated so loud that we forgot how we got that problem right. Right. But no, in. do it again you know and just do it over like everybody don't want to repeat the same thing right they just want to get it over with no do it again and then when you come back to it it's just natural right right second second hand so it just is easy well coaches you guys are doing a great job i appreciate you guys coming on here spending over an hour with me i just had to get that alabama question and once you said like, i have to ask that but no oh, definitely you, you guys are doing great down there. I appreciate you guys being on this podcast. Yeah, yes, thank sir. you.